A holy reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Nebulun and Zaphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those who dwell in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I am glancing around to see if we have any children in the congregation for a children's homily, and I don't think we do. I'm going to take this anyway. And I'll just show it to you instead. All right. This is obviously, obviously, a Valentine's Day card. Everybody notices the Valentine's card? Can you see it in the back? Valentine's Day card. And I love this. In the, it, the, the word of this says, I have found the one my heart loves, which is a quote from the Song of Solomon. Now today is Word of God Sunday. And a major point I want to make today is that the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, is in fact God's message to us that he has found us and that we are the one whom his heart loves. Now, some of you who know me know that I was raised a Protestant. My father was a Methodist. My mother was a Baptist. My grandmother was a Pentecostal. And I tell people I grew up a Methabapticostal. But one of the things all three of those traditions have in common is that they are all literalists. They all take the Bible literally. And so I grew up thinking the Bible was the Word of God, but in the sense that every single word was spoken by God directly. Well, as a young man, thinking, well, if, if this is God's, you know, if God wrote this book word for word, then I had probably better read it. And so I began really at a very young age reading the Bible, reading various translations. By the time I had graduated from high school, I'd read it through a, probably a couple of times. But as I read it, I began to grow both blessed and confused. Blessed by the richness of the, of the scriptures, of the way they gave me direction and hope and, and guidance in life. 
the way they expressed God's attitude towards me, his love and his mercy, but also confused by things like uh, killing all the Canaanites, including their pets. You know, we had to kill the, all the Canaanites, the men, the women, the children, the dogs, the cats, the cows, everything. You know, just kill them all. And I began to become confused about some things. Is this really God? Is, and, you know, I, I heard pastors say, well, there's a, there's a God of the Old Testament and there's a God of the New Testament. And that didn't make sense. That's two gods. That's not one. So I began to try to perceive and to understand what this was. Because if you can't take the Bible literally word for word, then how do you know how to, de how to deal with it? How do you know which parts to take seriously and which parts to put on a shelf? And um, So I was very confused. Well, so I began truly studying the scriptures. In fact, you know, I went to college. I, I studied Greek. I studied Hebrew. I became a Bible translator. Um, I studied ancient Mesopotamian and Near Eastern culture, um, reading, you know, Assyrian and... and uh, and Sumerian uh, texts to try to understand, you know, where the, the, the culture from which the Bible read. I sat down and visited with uh, Syrians and with Palestinians who uh, grew up in a culture not that far distant from the culture Jesus lived in. I wanted to learn how to read the scriptures. I wanted to know how to deal with these, because if this is God trying to speak to me, I want to understand what he's trying to say. So, over the years, I began to develop these key principles, very simple principles to understanding the scriptures. I'm not going to go through all of them because we'd be here for a couple of hours, but I've got a handout that we'll be passing out uh, later in the Mass so that you can take those home and read them. But in the understanding of these key principles, these scriptures, I began to learn a few things that were key. First thing I learned is that the scriptures are God's love letter to us. Now, as a literalist, we heard, always heard things like, well, this is God's uh, owner's manual. This is God's rule book. This is what God tells you what to do and how to do it. But no, I don't think that's it at all. Yes, there's wonderful guidance in the scriptures, to be sure. But... It is, by its very nature, a love letter to us, where God is sharing his heart. The whole of Scripture, from, from, the, from Genesis and the creation all the way to the end of the world in Revelation, is all about how God expresses his love for mankind, how God desires to draw man back into the relationship that was lost at the fall of man. It is God's Valentine's Day card. It is his love letter to us. A second key thing I learned was that the whole Bible is about Jesus. Old Testament and New Testament, it's all about Jesus. Then in the Old Testament, Jesus is foreshadowed, the coming of the Messiah. God is trying to reach out through um, the events like the Exodus, the kingship of David, the words of the prophets, are all designed to prepare us to receive the Messiah because in Christ is the perfect revelation of God. Jesus is the perfect revelation of God. 
Now, a lot of times, you know, as a Protestant literalist, we were kind of taught the Bible was God's perfect revelation. That's not quite true. The Bible leads us to God's perfect revelation. It leads us to Jesus. He is the perfect revelation. So the whole of Scripture needs to be understood through the lens of the life and teaching ministry of Jesus. That's a huge concept. To understand all of Scripture through the lens of the life and teaching ministry of Jesus. That is really the key to understanding which of the parts of the Bible should we take literally. Is this God really speaking to us? And which parts do we have to say, well, you know, Moses and Joshua and, and Samuel, these, these people in the Old Testament, they were learning about God. They didn't have the full revelation. And maybe they made mistakes. And that's okay. Because we make mistakes, don't we? We're not walking around in infallibility. And so they are learning about God. But Jesus is the perfect revelation. So when you see Moses saying, kill them all, kill the men, kill the women, kill the children, kill the cows, kill the, dog, kill the puppy dogs, kill everybody. But then you see Jesus meeting a Canaanite woman. He doesn't kill her. Instead, he heals her daughter. He has compassion and mercy on her. We need to understand all of the scripture through the lens of the life and teaching ministry of Jesus who is the perfect revelation of God. Another principle I learned is that the scriptures speak to us in principles. And those principles need to be individually understood by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. A great example of this is Jesus speaks to a, a rich young ruler and he says, go and sell all you have and give it to the poor. Jesus is teaching a principle there that needs to be taken differently by different people. I would say for most of us, the principle is God's love for the poor, that we minister to God when we minister to the poor. That if we want to share with Jesus, we share with the poor because it was Jesus who said, whatever you did for the least of these, my brothers, you did it for me. God is calling each of us to be mindful of the poor and to care for them as we care for Christ. But to some, that is a literal calling. I think of St. Francis of Assisi, St. Francis de Sales, and we celebrated his feast day this past week, both of whom heard that gospel and knew that spoke to them individually, that they were to follow that gospel literally. And so they did. They, they completely divested themselves of all worldly goods so that they could follow Jesus. But that's not everybody's call. We must take these principles that God teaches us in scriptures and individualize them through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that takes a little different way of reading the scriptures than we would read the daily newspaper. It's not just a matter of trying to get from end to end. When I was a, a Protestant, people were very proud of the fact they could say, I've read the Bible, you know, five times, ten times, twenty times, you know, they... But they kept going through it and going through it and going through it. But did they ever digest it? Did they bring it into their heart? Did they allow it to transform them? So the guidance of the Holy Spirit is key 
to individualize the teachings that God gives to us in the scriptures. The scripture is God's love letter to us. And if that is true, we don't want to leave it on a shelf. We want to find Jesus in the scriptures. We want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. We want to let God speak to us and guide us. So often we are afraid of this book because it can get confusing. But if we read it with the principles that you're going to get a little later, then you can understand and digest it and begin to take it into your own heart and into your own life. So how do we do this? Where do we begin? My, in, my encouragement to you is don't begin in Genesis. If you do, by the time you get to Leviticus, you will be completely lost. I encourage you to begin in Luke. Remember, Jesus is the perfect revelation from God. If we want to understand all the scriptures through the life and teaching ministry of Jesus, we want to begin with the life and teaching ministry of Jesus and completely absorb that into our lives before we spread out and look at the rest of the scriptures. So begin in the Gospel of Luke and then keep reading. Read the Gospel of John and then keep reading. Read the book of the Acts of the Apostles and then keep reading. Read the book, the Epistle to the Romans, the, epistle, the great Epistle of Paul to the church in Rome. And then go back. Go back to Luke. But this time, read it more slowly. Read it more prayerfully. Allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak into your heart. Once you get an overview, let the individual passages begin to speak into you. In the handout you're receiving is a little beginner's guide to Lexio Divina to begin to... Uh, a way to read the scriptures to allow them to speak more deeply to you and make that practice allow as you go through the life and ministry of Jesus the, the beginning of the church Paul, the, Paul's great book of Romans where he outlines his theology of grace to the Gentiles let God speak to you Jesus is trying to speak to us through the scriptures, by the grace and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. Listen to him.